Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Man, I'm totally excited, and uh, I want you guys to be excited, too. All right. All right. If Sister Claudia says we're excited, then we're excited. Give them some praise. Seriously, guys. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy of our praise. God is so good. Expect miracles, guys. Expect big things, man. We don't serve a little tiny fake God. We serve the one true God, okay, the maker of heaven and earth. Oh, man. I'm telling you what, man, there's something exciting going on, man, and we want to be part of it. So just shake off those heavy bands. If you're discouraged, uh, rebuke that nonsense and turn your eyes back on the Lord. It doesn't matter what any man says. Okay, we follow the most high God, and he's the king, and he's in charge, and I'm telling you, it is time for the church to celebrate and to rejoice. So one more time, man, let's just give him some praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, God, God has a plan. God has a plan. And God's plan is going to come to pass. It doesn't matter what any demon in hell wants to do. It doesn't matter what, what, what kind of uh, secret deals have been made in smoky bar rooms and back rooms and conference rooms thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, yesterday. It doesn't matter, man. God is in control. Amen. Romans 6 and verse 8. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your anointing. Father God, thank you for the fire of the Holy Spirit just energizing us, Lord. Thank you that your will is going to be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Romans 6 and verse 8. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also will live with him. Oh, man, what an amazing thing. So Jesus Christ died on that cross. You know, he died on that cross, but he's not dead anymore. You know, and see, here's the thing, that if we have accepted Jesus Christ, if we've accepted that precious gift that is offered to us, okay, we get to live forever. Yeah, there might be a little pinch there at the end. There might be a little something that happens right before you pass. But guess what? Death has no real sting. Not for me. I think one of the coolest, awesomest feelings in the world, I've said this before, but, man, it gets me hyped up. Because when you're a kid, you know, or before you're saved, before you're saved, you know, anytime you think about it, you kind of get freaked out. Man, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to die. I don't want to fall off a motorbike and smash my head open. You know, all these weird things that go through your mind that freak you out about death. Okay, you know what, man? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because of the believer in Christ, we live forever. Okay? That's the truth. That's the truth of the matter. So we could wrap it up and go home right now if you wanted to because that is the best news we're going to hear all day today is that we live forever because of what Jesus Christ did at that cross. Amen? Now, if we have died with Christ, what's that talking about? It's talking about that you, my friends, if you are a Christian, I'm not saying if your grandma took you to church when you were little. I'm saying if you said, Jesus Christ, I need you. I know you are the Son of God, and I ask you to be my Lord and Savior, and you repent of your sins. You are a new creation. You hear what I said? You're a new creation in Christ. You're not that old person anymore. So that the old Paulie, the old Paul, he's dead, Okay. Sometimes I have to remind them, hey, man, you're dead, dude. 
you're dead. But I'm a new creation in Christ, and this creation is going to live forever and ever and ever. Now, if we have died with Christ, that's me and you, we believe that we will also live with him. Man, that's exciting. We know that Christ being raised from the dead, and thank God he rose from the dead. (laughs) If he didn't rise from the dead, we might as well be crocheting or or feeding bunny rabbits or doing whatever you want to do. Amen. But see, we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Isn't that cool? Death no longer has dominion over him. I want to read that again. I'm just kind of fired up right now. I hope I can make my points. We know that Christ being raised from the dead, because he ain't dead, folks, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. The fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, listen, the fact that Jesus Christ rose from the dead confirms that he is the Son of God, confirms he is who he said he is. You know what I mean? Like I said a minute ago, if he didn't raise from the dead, oh, man, pick anything out you want to do on a Sunday morning. But, see, he did raise from the dead, and he's alive and well, and he's at the right hand of the Father. You know what I mean? Man, I'm sorry. Everyone say, calm down, Paul. Calm down. (laughs) We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. So he destroyed death's power, man. When he rose from the dead, you know what You know what he is? Well, one of the things he is, Jesus Christ is the firstborn of many brethren. You know, he is the one guy. Think about this. Jesus Christ was that one guy, is that one guy that died, but death couldn't hold him down. He died, but he rose from the dead, and he will never die again. Hey, hold on. Now, Jesus raised a bunch of people up from the dead, and he did. But those folks, Lazarus and and anybody else, he rose from the dead. Guess what? Eventually, they died again, okay? But not Jesus Christ. He only died once. You know what I mean? And he's the firstborn of many brethren. We're in this family now. And guess what, church folk? Ah, Chances are 99.9.9. Well, just go ahead and say 100% chance pretty much. We will take our last breath one day. We will pass away. Amen? But just like Jesus Christ, we're going to raise again, man, and we will never, ever, ever die again. Talking about this morning, what's been done for us right now. We need to be excited. We know that Christ being raised from the dead, thank you, Jesus, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. Verse 10, for the death he died, oh, man, this is good. For the death he died, he died to sin. Jesus died not to pay for his sins because he never once sinned. And there we go again. If he would have sinned, well, he would have had to pay for his own sins. But he never once sinned. He, he fulfilled the law. He fulfilled the prophecies. Okay, and when he went to that cross, he took away our sins before we were ever born. So here's the deal. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ, that clock's ticking. Ain't nobody promised tomorrow. Okay, I did a funeral last week. I did a funeral yesterday. You know, I'm just saying, man, we don't know. You don't know how long you have. And don't put it off another day. You know what I mean? If you're uncomfortable because you haven't made that decision, well, why don't you make that decision? Why don't you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Do it today. Come talk to me after church. Interrupt the service. Come up here. Do it. Do it. It's all good. Thank you, Jesus. 
Okay. For the death he died, he died to sin. Once for all. He only died once. And he ain't going to die again. And when he did that, man, he took all of our sins, everybody's sins, past, present, and future, and he paid for them. So what a stupid, ignorant, idiotic thing it would be for you to sit here, hear the gospel, and say, no, I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need to be forgiven. No, you're wrong. We've all fallen short. And he's the only way to eternal life. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life, this is it, but the life he lives, he lives to God. Okay. So here's the deal, man. Jesus Christ, in obedience to God the Father, willingly laid down his life for me and you. He paid that sin debt, okay? He paid a debt that he didn't know. You know what I'm talking about. In complete obedience to the Father, all right? And see, he lives at this very moment. He lives in obedience to God the Father, okay? And if Jesus Christ did all that for us, and willingly did it. No one pushed them to do it. No one had to work on them for a couple thousand years. Hey, Jesus, you know, this would be a good do- No, it wasn't like that at all, man. He willingly laid down his life for us, and God's judgment was satisfied. You know what I mean? It pleased the Father. Amen? So here we go. He lives for God. Now what in the world are we doing? You know what I mean? We've been saved. We've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. We're going to live forever, man. You know what I mean? If that sounds kooky to you, oh, well. But I'm excited about it, man. I can't wait. Okay. So looky here. Well, let's just continue. Romans 6 and verse 11. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So, so far in the sermon, all we have talked about is what God has done for us. Now, looky here. Look at what Paul the Apostle is saying. Check this out, church people. Check this out, Christian folk. So you also, so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin. Jesus Christ don't have a sin problem. He lives in total, absolute obedience to God the Father. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, he, God can't stand sin. He hates sin, but he loves us. That's where Jesus Christ came into the picture, man, to bridge that gap. You know what I mean? Anywho, let me read this again. You ain't got nothing better to do. And listen, so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. How about them apples, man? You know what I mean? Why don't we dig in a little deeper? Why don't we see what we can give up that's not pleasing to God? You know what I mean? Why don't we move a little bit closer to where that fire is burning, can I get a witness? You know what I'm saying, man. God's looking for a church. And, and, and listen, man, it's time for the church. It's time for the American church. It's time for the East Milton church. It's time for Paul Rott. It's time for us to get serious with our walk. You know what I mean? Not that we ain't been. That's the proper way to say it, ain't been. It's, it's not that we ain't been serious, but God says let's move a little closer. Let's move a little closer because time is short. And the reason why you're alive is because I got something for you to do. Amen. Give them some praise. Verse 12. Let me read 11 again. 
So you also must consider, or so you almost did, did it? So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin. It wouldn't that be a good feeling if you could take that sin that you're all entangled up in, and maybe you don't have some sin that you're all tangled up in, maybe you do. You know, maybe you got some strongholds hanging out, some things we didn't give to the Lord, some things that God will really like for us to deal with. You know what I mean? And what if we could say, yeah, I'm dead to that, man. I am dead to that. That no longer has a hold on me. What a wonderful and amazing thing to say. What a wonderful and amazing thing to believe. Because Jesus Christ didn't just destroy death's power, but the power and the hold that sin has on us, man. That's been destroyed as well. So looky here, there's things in our lives. And I'm not saying we're all a bunch of nasty, horrible folks, man. I'm saying that we all have things that we can push away and fill that up with the love of Jesus. You know what I mean? Fill that up with what Jesus wants. Does that make sense this morning? I'm talking about going all in, man. That's what we've been talking about for a few weeks now. And it's a timely message. And I'm not saying that just because it's the first part of the year. You know what I mean? Because I usually do preach about something like this at the first part of the year. But what I'm talking about, man, is God is shaking his church. God's shaking his church and saying, come on, guys. Okay, shake your neighbor. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> so you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Verse 12, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. So you see how it says, let not? Like Jesus Christ, through his sacrifice and through the Holy Spirit that indwells every single believer, okay, we can decide to let not sin reign. You know what I mean? The victory's already been won through Jesus Christ. So we can decide, you know what? I'm not going to give in to this anymore. I am dead to this. Even though... I feel like I got it coming to me. Nah, you probably don't, you know. You know, or you feel like, well, this is, I mean, there's a million and one reasons why we feel like, you know, these things are part of our lives. And God says, just, just throw it all away, whatever it is. Don't hold on to it anymore. Amen? Because I, I am the chief, I am the king of, of convincing myself, okay, I can handle this. Man, we can't be messing around with that junk. Can I get a witness? All right, thank you, Jesus. Give him some praise. Let not, don't let, decide, put your foot down. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. What's this mortal body business? Okay, I thought we were living forever. Yeah, if, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, we're living forever. But this body ain't. This body ain't going to last much longer. You know what I mean? Well, that's good news. That's, I'm ready for a new one, really. <laughs> but see, this body ain't going to be around forever. Anyways, I just thought I'd throw that in there. So you could, uh, let's just move forward before I go down one of them rabbit trails, rabbit holes. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. We don't have to obey that old nature anymore you know what I mean I'm a new creation in Christ that's what I am okay I don't have to give in to that stuff well some of this stuff is so entrenched in our lives man you know we've just always did it 
And we don't, have, don't know how to not do it. But you know what the scripture says, and the scripture don't lie, I can do all things through Christ. You know what I mean? So if God is convicting us of something, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm picking on everybody. I'm picking on me specifically. You know, we've all got nonsense and rubbish that it's not productive to our relationship. Maybe it's holding us back a little bit. You know what I mean? I bet it might be holding us back a little bit. So God's saying, you know, get rid of this dead weight, man. Get rid of it. Okay. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Don't let sin have a place of authority in your life. You know what I mean? We don't have to do that. We think we got it coming. I, mean, I don't even want to get, go down that road. We all have a reason to think it's okay for us to do whatever, to think whatever. You know, and it's not. You know, it's simply not. Let me read Romans 6 and verse 6. See, this is so cool right here. Because we used to have to jump when the old master said jump. And sometimes we forget, man, I don't belong to him anymore. I don't belong to him. I don't have to jump when he says jump, you know. But it's been like that for so long. We're just so used to it. Back in the old day, when the sin telephone would ring, you'd be like, oh, oh I got to get this. You ever been like that? Like, I'm, my phone rings all the time when I'm with people. I'm like, well, I'll, I'll deal with that in a minute. I'll deal with that in a minute. But back in the old day, when the sin phone would ring, like, oh, excuse me for one minute. I got, I, I'll be back in a spell. I got to do Man, we, we couldn't resist it. Some things we could. A lot of things we couldn't. Can I get a witness? Okay. All right. Romans 6, verse 6. We know. Do you know? We know that our old self, that's that old person, he's been crucified with Christ. He no longer exists. Amen? We know that our old self was crucified with him. Okay? When I got baptized, that's a little picture of me dying and coming up a new person. You know what I mean? That's me showing the world. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed for people to know what's happened to me. I'm not a person anymore. Okay? So we are a new creation. Okay? And we got a new boss. And we need to listen to him. And we need to sell all out to him. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. So the whole kit and caboodle. Everyone say, look at your neighbor and say, the whole kit and caboodle. All right, whatever. Hmm. All right. Okay, now look, the whole shooting match, the whole bucket of sin, anything, all of it has been dealt with. We don't have to dig into it. There's nothing, in other words, there's nothing that you can't say no to through the power of Jesus Christ. There's nothing that you can't say, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm dead with this. I'm tired of this ruining my relationships. I'm tired of, of hiding this from people I care about. I'm, I'm tired of, of being the nutcase all the time because I'm straddling the fence. No more. I'm dead to that. You know what I mean? And I can put it away, whatever it is. Whatever, you know. All right. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin, all of it, might be brought to nothing. Isn't that a good feeling? To know that, that one of these things or whatever it is that, that used to tempt you so much. I'm talking about, you know, something that could just ruin your day if you thought about it or something or whatever. But all of a sudden, it's nothing to you. 
you can say, well, that happened, but that no longer dictates who I am. <laughs> that happened, but that no longer affects me. God has taken that, that ashes and made it something beautiful in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. And that's, that's some pretty, I mean, that's right at the jugular, so to speak. I mean, that's serious business. The Apostle Paul said that we were slaves, man. We don't like that kind of talk. I don't like that kind of talk. But see, that's the truth of the matter. We were slaves to that old nature. We were slaves to sin. We, we, we didn't even think about it. We didn't have to think about it. We just did it. You know what I'm saying? But we ain't that person anymore. And we don't have to give in to these things. Okay, tell the truth. Let's go to uh, verse 13, Romans 6 and verse 13. I'm going to start with verse 13. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. Man, that's just beautiful. <laughs> that's just absolutely beautiful. All God's people said, that's a beautiful. It is beautiful because you know what? I don't have to give in to this rubbish. Jesus Christ paid for me to have victory, and so why don't I start living like I'm a child of the Most High God? You know, I've been a Christian for a long minute. That's what the kids say, and I think that means like a really long time or something. Something like that. I don't know. But I've been saved for, for quite a long time. You know what I mean? But every year has not been, I have not grown in my relationship with the Lord by leaps and bounds. For many, many years, I was just, you know, just, okay, this is cool. I got my ticket to ride. All is well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, God does not want us to be satisfied with that. He, he does not. He paid for us to have victory over these things. You know what I mean? And he's keeping you around. He's maturing you because he really wants to use you. Amen? So here we go. Here's the choice that we have. Live like a miserable little Christian and keep straddling the fence like I'm so good at doing. You know what I mean? And it does. It makes you miserable. It does. You know what I'm saying? Or we can just give in and uh, let God use us. See a need, step into it. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness. That's, that's cut and dry, man. But present yourselves to God as those who have been brought up from death to life. Uh, act like a Christian, you know. Act like you belong to the Most High God. Okay, jump with me. Like seriously, everyone, get up. Let's stretch and jump. No plan. Um, Romans six and verse eighteen. It's on the back of your bulletins. Romans six and verse eighteen. We're just jumping down a little bit from where we were. Romans is a good book, guys. It's it's kind of. Don't take this the wrong way, but it's kind of in the deeper end of the pool. But you know what? We need to get into the deep end of the pool. We can't just stay in the kitty corner forever. You know, we got to start getting in there, getting in that meat and potatoes and building ourselves up in the word of God. Can I get a witness? Romans 6 and verse 18. And having been set free from sin, that's you. Thank you, Jesus. We've been set free from this nonsense. 
and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. Uh, that does not sound good to me. That does not slaves to I don't I don't like to be called a slave. I don't like that. But just, just let's just keep going. Because there ain't no mistakes in the word of God. There just ain't. So if you got a problem with it, it ain't the word, it's you. Well, that's true, right? And having been set free from sin, that's me and you, have become slaves of righteousness. Just like I said, the old you didn't have a choice. You had to do it. You had to obey your master. Well, see, this situation that Paul's talking about, he's talking about you putting yourself under God. You say, you know what? I'm subordinate to him. He's in charge. I willfully, just like you willfully, willfully got bound up in doing whatever you used to do. Me too, right? You know what I'm saying? But I'm talking about I willfully submit to God's authority over my life. I willfully, I, I gladly want to be obedient to the Most High God. You know what I'm saying? I am, okay, matter of fact, listen to what Paul says here. And having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness, verse, verse uh, uh, 19. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity, to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. So verse 19, he's like, I understand that, that, that this isn't a perfect picture, you know, talking about slavery, but it is something that we will all be able to understand. So he's going with it. He's saying, look, you're going to be slave to something. You're going to be a slave to whoever you serve, okay? You can't serve two masters. You're going to end up loving one and hating the other. So willfully submit to God's authority in your life. I am speaking in human terms before, because of your natural limitations. For as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity, and we did, and this is talking about our whole person, man, you know, our thought life. You know, we, would just, we just did the thing, man. To impurity, to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness. Is that true? Is that true? It's totally true. That whole sin thing never gets satisfied. Nada. It ain't possible. And we dig ourselves deeper and deeper and deeper. You know, and, and, and you know, sometimes we'll, you, we'll, you ever look at somebody's life and you're like, my goodness gracious, how did that, how did that happen? How'd that guy get from here to there? Man, we're all capable of that. All of us, man. You know, we start tiptoeing, dabbling. And before long, man, we're just drowning. We're getting deeper and deeper in this nonsense. nonsense. Okay. For once you presented your members as slaves to impurity, to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, which is so true. So now present your members as slaves to righteousness. You do it because you want to do it. Do it because you want to do it, because you want to please God, because you realize everything else is empty, you know, that there's no real peace in doing these things, but there's peace in obedience to the Lord. There's peace in saying, God, I just want your will, that I'm going to do this, Lord, because this is what your word says. Amen. Do it. Do it and see if you don't get peace. Okay. So now 
present your members as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification. Okay. So bad choices lead to more bad choices, lead to more bad choices, lead to a big old mess. That's really, really hard to dig out of. Pretty much impossible on your own. You know what I mean? But being obedient to God, you know, doing what the Word of God says, even when it don't feel good to you, you know what I mean? Because your flesh man don't like always being obedient to the Word. You know what I'm saying? But see, being obedient to the Word of God, saying, God, I want to do what you've called me to do. I'm going to do what this good book says. That's going to lead to your sanctification. You are going to end up being more like your big brother, Jesus. Does that make sense? And what do we want? We want to be more like our big brother, Jesus. Amen? We want to be a mature Christian, right? So, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness. Just go all in. Obey God. Leading to sanctification, to be more like your big brother, Jesus. John 3 and verse 30, he must increase, but I must decrease. There's nothing wrong with that. He must increase, but I must decrease. Hey, that's a good thing, man. More of God, less of me, right? Turn to Romans 12, guys. I sure hope we're getting something out of this. I sure was when I was studying it. Romans 12 and verse 1, just right down the road from Romans 6. I'm telling you, Romans is, is, is powerful. It's good. So think about what God has done for us. Think about what God wants out of us. Willfully submit to his authority and be blessed. Let's be honest. That's where the blessing comes from. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. See, that's something that I so often put on the back burner. That's something that when I want to do something, when Paul wants to do something that's not God-like, I'll put that on the back burner real easy like I won't even think about God's mercy and God's grace over my life. I won't even think about what amazing things he has done for me. My countless blessings, you know, but the fact that he saved my soul, what could be better than that? You know what I mean? His mercy over my life. In view of that, we should never stray too far from that. What has been done for us, can I get a witness? I appeal to you, that's some strong language, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, think about what's been done for you, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. This is getting worse all the time. Look at your neighbor and say, this is getting worse all the time. Well, you don't have to do that. Not that anybody did that, but you don't have to do that. Um, well, you know, a slave to righteousness, now a living sacrifice, Okay, well, living sacrifice is a whole lot better than the other kind of sacrifice, like a dead sacrifice. You know what I mean? Okay, but see, we're alive in Christ, man. We're going to live forever and ever and ever and ever. And God says, while you're here, while you're doing the thing, while you're on the earth, guess what, guys? Guess what, folks? Why don't you be that living sacrifice? Why don't you lay down your will daily? And pick up my will, what God wants. Amen? What, what, what else are you here for? You, you think you, all this awesome, amazing things that you've accumulated, you think you're going to care about that if you, if, you have the, if you have the privilege of a deathbed? 
You think you're going to care about that? I've been, a, I've been around a lot of people dying. They don't never care about none of that stuff. They don't. Because in the end, it don't matter. And it don't. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So when I say, God, your will be done and not my will, when I say I'm going to obey this Bible even when it don't feel good to my flesh, you know what I mean? That's giving God glory. That's me worshiping God. Just like in the Old Testament when they would do that sacrifice and they do that, they would do the, the thanks offerings and all these different things. That, that, that was a form of worship, okay? But see, when I lay down myself and I say I'll no longer do that, God's getting glory out of that, man. Isn't that good? Don't we want that? All right, tell the truth. Shame the devil. Do not be conformed to this world. So this conformed, it's like uh, I was looking at it last night, and I believe it was Dr. David Jeremiah that was saying, it's like masquerading, you know, like trying to fit in to the world. You know, not letting them really realize, hey, that, that I'm different, that I'm a Christian, you know. Uh, no more masquerading, right? No more trying to, to be something we're not because we're not that person anymore. And, and we don't have to try and fit into the world because the world ain't really going to accept you. You know what I mean? Not that we're supposed to care about that. Jesus said, you know what? If they hated me, uh, they're going to hate you. And there's a problem if they don't hate you. You know, something's going on. Something's wrong. Okay, tell the truth. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So me changing, me becoming that obedient servant, me being that slave to righteousness, me being that living sacrifice, me being what God wants me to be starts with changing how I think about things. It does. It starts with how I perceive things, how I think about things. You know, that's where it's, well, how in the world are we going to do that? How, how can I change the way I think about things? How can I be transformed into this person you're talking about? Well, you know what, that's going to talk about, that's going to come about by getting into the Word of God. And that's the truth, man. Getting into the Word of God and, and not just reading it, but thinking about it. And not just thinking about it, but doing it. You know what I mean? That's how we're going to change the way we think about things, is getting God's perspective on stuff. And he's got the right view. His view's a lot bigger and smarter and better than yours. Can I get a witness? And it ain't nowhere near as selfish as yours is. Mine is. True that? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transferred by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. How would you like to be able to say, I bought the preacher lunch today? No, I'm playing. I'm playing. Nothing wrong with saying that. As long as it's the truth. No, I'm playing. No, forget all that. Seriously. <laughs> How would you like to be able to say, like the Apostle Paul, I've run my race, man. I run my race. I did what I was supposed to do. You can come get me now because I done did it all. I did what I was supposed to do. Don't we want that? Don't we want to be able to sit on the front porch one day and say, man, that was a heck of a ride, man. But I did what God sent me here to do, man. I was obedient to the best of my ability. And when I strayed, I listened to my shepherd and I got back on path. 
You know what I mean? So here we go, man. You want God's will for your life? Let him change you. Give in to him, and you're going to find yourself smack dead in God's will for your life. You're going to be in that place where he wants you to be. You know, I know young people, we struggle with that. Not, I'm not a young person anymore. Well, we all, we all struggle with that sometimes. Well, I, I want God's will for my life. I want, I want to do what God wants me to do. Well, you know what? It's going to start by selling out to him, saying, God, your will be done, not my will. I'm going to take this good book and do what it says, and he's going to lead me to the place I need to be. That's the truth. So that's what we're talking about, church folk. We're talking about selling out. You know, more of God, less of you. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to victorylifechurchofmilton.com for more, and may God bless you.